Welcome into another episode of a Cali Green Monster show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you from the Tesla Studios here in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It is Wednesday, April 28th, 2021, and it's actually a late afternoon edition of a Cali Green Monster show. Typically, this show is recorded in the mornings before I head into work. However, a 7 in the morning dental appointment prevented that. It was my first dentist appointment in about 10 years, so I definitely needed a jackhammer to clean these teeth. And I think we can probably say that, you know, the face masks over the past year, you know, they've been necessary for not just preventing the spread of COVID-19, but it's also helped prevent my shit breath penetrating your nostrils. So I am in the process of cleaning all the plaque from these teeth so I can have nice pearly whites. You know, Cali Green Monster could have a nice smile. You know, and yesterday I didn't record an episode. It's like, oh my God, Dean, you're are you falling off the wagon here? It's supposed to be a week a daily show on the weekdays. Cali Green Monster not here on Tuesday or Wednesday morning. If you listen to Monday's show, I had mentioned that I wasn't going to record a show on Tuesday because I was getting the second dose of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccination. So, you know, with my experience with the first shot not feeling good, I decided to just think ahead, not have a show on Tuesday. And I'm definitely glad that I didn't. I was not feeling the best. You know, I definitely had the body aches and the, you know, just my body being tired. So took a couple naps. But, you know, Wednesday, woke up feeling great. Go into my dentist appointment, finished work, and I was like, do I have a Cali Green Monster show today or do I wait till Thursday? And I feel like so much stuff has kind of happened, and I don't know about so much stuff, but at least one in particular that I feel like I'm going to talk about, and I don't want it to be old news by the time I cover it on a Thursday morning because I think it'll probably be at least two day, two days old by then. So what I am talking about is the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather boxing match that got set up and has been made official. It was something that was originally announced, I think, in late December of 2020 or early January of 2021. They were supposed to fight, I think, in February of this year. However, that fight was delayed and it was postponed till now, June 6th at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida. That's where the Miami Dolphins play. So it's going to be probably a pretty ven- pretty good venue to be able to host this because, you know, Florida, they've been pretty chill with the COVID rules. So I'm imagining by June 6th, they will have a full crowd there. UFC 261 just this past Saturday took place in Jacksonville, Florida, and they had an entire full arena. And that wasn't an outdoor open air arena. So, you know, COVID is supposed to be less you know transmittable outside versus inside so i'm expecting a full crowd on june 6th for this boxing match and you know i think a lot of people right away are just thinking it's going to be a complete mismatch I'm, I'm definitely one of those that we can't really compare floyd mayweather someone who's 50 and 0 professionally with 27 knockouts you know he's fought the best of the best he's arguably considered one of the best boxers of all time i mean 
that's undeniable being 50 and 0 regardless of who he boxed and when he boxed them he's one of the best if not the best defensive boxer of all time anyone that's watched the Floyd Mayweather fight or ordered a Floyd Mayweather fight you know there's many people that'll say ah he's boring he's not worth the money and it really takes someone who's watched a lot of boxing or to be really into boxing to appreciate the skill set that Floyd Mayweather brings a lot of times when there's exchanges you know it might just look like a flurry of punches but then when you slow it down you really see the boxing art form that Floyd Mayweather has mastered since he was a kid so you know he has made all his opponents look lesser than in beating them and he doesn't have to do much besides work that Philly shell defense and you know pick people apart at what he does best it's boxing and you know when we look at this match if Logan Paul was an actual boxer I would say that he had a huge advantage over Floyd Mayweather just based off size I don't think people realize how much bigger Logan Paul is than Floyd Mayweather so Floyd Mayweather walks around a five foot eight on a good day and about 150 pounds soaking wet. That's 150 pounds if he's, you know, at his biggest. I think in his career he always boxed at below 150 pounds. So you compare that to Logan Paul, who is six foot two, and in his bout with KSI, I think last year or two years ago, he weighed in just a like at 199.7 pounds so basically 200 pounds so he's got you know about six inches in height on Floyd Mayweather and he's got about 50 pounds on him so I don't know what Floyd's gonna come into this bout Wayne you know maybe it's 150 I don't know if he would even want to gain more weight since you know having defense and being able to bob and weave from punches requires speed and you know the heavier you are the less fast you're going to be less stamina but then at the same time you know it's not like he's fighting a world champion boxer or someone who's a number one contender or you know someone with a really large skill set that could actually take his head off so you know Logan Paul is 0-1 as a professional and his one professional fight was against his British YouTube counterpart KSI so really, on paper, this makes no sense. There was a reason why their fight in February got pushed back until June 6th. I think it wasn't until the success of the Jake Paul pay-per-view that Floyd and his people probably pushed with, okay, let's fight the older brother now, the less skilled older brother. You know, one of my buddies asked me before I recorded this podcast is, so what's the deal on Logan Paul? Is he more established or more polished than his brother Jake? No, it's the opposite of that. If anything, Jake Paul is the more legit boxer and, you know, actually looks like a boxer when you watch. You know, Logan Paul is definitely a tough dude. I've seen a video of him where he was grappling with uh, Diego Costa, the middleweight UFC contender, and he was holding his own. Apparently in, in high school, he was a wrestler, you know, and he's in good shape and he can put on a pair of boxing mitts and beat up random people that show up to his YouTube house to challenge him. But I, dude, he's really got no shot here against Floyd Mayweather, even with the big weight disadvantage and the height advantage, all that stuff that's going Logan Paul's way. When you look at the tail of the tape, it doesn't matter if you're not going to be able to touch him. So I don't even see Floyd Mayweather getting touched. Um, It's definitely going to be a huge cash grab, you know, whereas when the Logan or when the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight was first announced, 
I pretty much jumped on that, and I thought, okay, that'll be a fun fight. You know, it'll be definitely fun to cover. And let's be real, this is probably going to be a fight that I will talk about a handful of times from now until June 6th. It's going to require a lot of, you know, media attention. There's going to be lots of stories. I'm sure Mayweather's going to say some shit that's newsworthy. I'm sure Logan Paul will say stuff that's newsworthy. You know, I'm sure that there's going to be storylines that develop from this. You know, my buddy Wade Willis, who I've had on the show, show him a couple of times, he mentioned earlier today, he messaged me, and he's like, watch, I bet you that Logan Paul will lose to Mayweather, and then they'll set up the Jake Paul revenge match against Mayweather. And I mean, I think that was a great, you know, that'd be a great storyline. It's like, Wade Willis, thumbs up. I really like the creativeness there. I don't know if that'll necessarily happen, because I feel like Jake Paul, he's building his persona by basically being a bully, like challenging people that aren't real boxers and people that aren't known for their hands to come into a boxing ring with them. You know, that was one of the reasons why he called up Ben Askren, arguably the worst striker in MMA or that's been in the UFC in a while. And a, a guy who not only is not good at striking, but coming off his hip surgery less than a year prior. You know, now the big one is he's calling out, Jake Paul's calling out, Daniel Cormier for a boxing match and on Saturday at UFC 261 Jake Paul got the whole arena chanting fuck Jake Paul so you know on a side note that's he's doing like exactly what he needs to do Andrew Schultz on his podcast it's really good flagrant too you should check it out he basically made the statement that or the proclamation that Jake Paul is the biggest fight in boxing right now and you, you he's not lying you know, there's no, I don't think there's anyone else in boxing that's that polarizing at the moment that can get an entire arena of MMA fans, not even boxing or YouTube fans, MMA fans to be shouting, fuck Jake Paul, you know, and he even got Daniel Cormier, an Olympian wrestler, a champion in light heavyweight and heavyweight UFC, you know, arguably one of the, the MMA goats of all time. Jake Paul got under this guy's skin. He left his commentating booth, his actual job, to get in the face of Jake Paul. And honestly, it's like, well, Daniel Cormley is probably trying to act tough and saying, like, hey, like, I'm not the person you want to fuck with. At the end of the day, Jake Paul got exactly what he wanted. You know, he knew that Daniel Cormier wasn't going to put hands on him. He got him to talk shit, and now they're they're beefing on Twitter. And Daniel Cormier, you know, he's still talking about it. Ariel Hawani's asking about it. Everyone's asking about it. So Jake Paul, you know, even when he's not fighting, he still finds a way to demand the attention from the media and everyone around him. You know, Daniel Cormier is thrown out there like, hey, let's do an MMA fight. But Jake Paul is basically being like, no, dude, we're doing boxing. So, you know, because he knows he had no chance in an MMA fight. But at the end of the day, Daniel Cormier, you know, he's got some good hands, but he's never been considered a, you know, his primary thing is boxing. So, you know, of course, Jake Paul is not going to go out there and call out someone with legitimate hands. And let's be real. I don't think he's going to go out there and call, call out Floyd Mayweather just strictly because I think Floyd Mayweather is his modus operandi right now is to call out people who aren't boxers and not people who have a primarily striking base because right now he's making money you know there's some people being like oh it's such a you know jake paul is like ruining the sport blah 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 it's like dude 
any boxer, anyone that's gone through the ranks, that's done smoker bouts at gyms, gone through, went 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, fight all these little fights for shit money, you know, eventually become a champion, still making kind of shit money, you know, all those guys would do what Jake Paul is doing if they had the opportunity to. So, you know, and shit, I mean, look at his older brother. A lot of people consider Jake Paul just Logan Paul's younger brother. But with this stunt right now, Logan Paul fighting Floyd Mayweather, he's taking a little chip off the uh, the little brother the little brother's block. So expect Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul to be a topic of discussion on not just the Cali Green Monster show, but just anywhere sports media is found for the next month and a half because it's definitely going to be talked about. So I'm going to close this show out pretty soon. You know, there wasn't, you know, I just really kind of wanted to talk about the Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul bout before it became old news. You know, tomorrow night is the NFL draft, which I'm super stoked about. So I plan on Thursday morning to talk a little bit about the draft, talk about, you know, some people, you know, some players and teams to keep an eye out for, you know, potential trades, potential kind of surprise moves, you know, so I'll talk more about the NFL draft tomorrow. not going to touch on it today. And I figured before I get out of here, this might be one of those things I kind of regret. But, you know, I figure, you know, COVID-19 has been going on for almost a year and a half now, at least affecting this country almost for a year and a half now. And I've never once said an opinion or kind of like, you know, just I've never really I've, I've held comment on it, especially publicly. Maybe if you're a friend of mine or family, I've talked more about it, but I've kind of kept it to I'm not going to talk about it in public. And I figure, you know, I feel comfortable enough to at least kind of talk about my opinions on when things should get back to normal, at least in my opinion, they should get back to normal. And what I mean getting back to normal is us being able to go do shit without our masks on. So, you know, Biden yesterday on April 27th, you know, he addressed the CDC loosening the mask guidelines. So the CDC, you know, loosening the mask guidelines by saying that, you know, if you're vaccinated and you're outside, you shouldn't have to wear a mask. So, you know, Biden was talking about this and kind of like what the steps moving forward to make sure that, you know, we can actually have a normal July 4th. And he pointed out to, you know, how things, the cases and everything's been improving in this country, you know. And so these numbers I'm going to pull out, these are stuff I pulled up from the CDC website. So on January 8th, this was the peak of new cases being confirmed in the United States. So at our highest, we were having 312,000 new cases a day. So this is January 8th. So as of April 27th, this is yesterday, we've got 50,000 new cases a day. So it's down from over 300,000 a day to 50,000 a day. And that's across the entire country of over 300 million people. And then if we look at the amount of deaths per week, the week of January 9th was the peak of deaths of COVID-19. There was about 24.8 thousand deaths involving COVID. The week of April 24th, 1.2 thousand deaths of COVID. So we're seeing drastic improvements in the amount of cases that are happening and in the amount of deaths we're experiencing. If we look at the amount of elderly citizens in the country that have been fully vaccinated, it's 67% of the elderly population or two thirds. And 80% 
have at least one shot of one of the, of the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine. And these are stats from the CDC that Biden shared with us, you know, and then he was even sharing that when he took office, less than 1% of the elderly population was vaccinated. So, I mean, obviously that's an improvement. And I think they've administered a lot more than the hundred million doses that they were shooting to as a goal for April. Cause I think as of yesterday, when, when Biden was talking, it was 215 million shots have been given. And now anyone over the age of 16 can get the COVID-19. To me, these are encouraging numbers, encouraging signs. And I feel like it's definitely pointing that shit should be getting back to normal. All right. This isn't that, you know, the cases and everything's been going down because COVID-19 isn't less effective or it's just not as around. You know, I think that we can honestly attribute a lot of it to the vaccines actually being you know, useful. You know, we vaccinated a big chunk of the vulnerable population, you know, the elderly population. So if 67% is fully vaccinated and 80% has at least one of the shots, you know, there's a reason why the the deaths are going down, you know, because the deaths are, you know, we're affecting our vulnerable population, you know, older people, people with diabetes, people who are overweight. And now a lot of those people are vaccinated. And, you know, with the vaccines now being available to anyone who's 16 or older, you know, I was reading an article that one of the problems that they're having with the COVID-19 vaccine is now the demand is like the supply is starting to outmatch the demand. And there's a lot of COVID-19 vaccination centers. I think there was one in Louisiana where they had a couple thousand appointments that were just open from people not signing up for it. So, like, that's just kind of telling me that, you know, the people that want the vaccine they're getting the vaccine. If they haven't already gotten it, they're in the process of getting it because now it's made readily available. I don't know anyone in my life that wants the vaccine that hasn't been able to sign up and have at least gotten one of the shots. So like at this point, it's like the only people that aren't getting the shot are people that don't want to get the shot. You know, 80% of the elderly population has gotten it. That's great. That tells me that there's probably 20% of, you know, elderly Americans that just don't give a fuck, whether they not believe in COVID-19, whether they don't trust the vaccine, or whether they just don't want to get the vaccine in general. And at the end of the day, you know, whether I think that that's smart or not, like, I don't think that the rest of the country should have to play by these COVID-19 rules because of people now who don't want to get vaccinated. So in my opinion, I feel like by July 4th, which is kind of like the goal for us, you know, trying to be able to get things back to normal. I think that that shouldn't just be like a hopefully July 4th. It should be a fucking for sure July 4th. We shouldn't have to wear a mask and shit should be back to normal because at this point, you know, it's like the vaccine's available. Like if you want it, you can fucking get it. You know, I think that I forget what the percentage of of the amount of I think it's like nine out of 10 Americans or like 95% of Americans are within five minutes of a vaccine spot. So it really should be available for anybody. It's at zero cost for everyone, at least to my knowledge. So, I mean, so I think like July 4th, you look at it, it's a little over two months from now. So even if let's say if there were people that want it and still haven't gotten it now, that still gives you, you know, a month to find a vaccine and then, you know, let's say so a month from now, that's the end of May, you know, you could still get the vaccine and then get your second dose ready for July 4th. 
So honestly, by July 4th, anyone that doesn't have it just doesn't fucking want it. And are we really going to now like, okay, you've been back, like all the people that have gone and got vaccinated, are we really going to be like, okay, now you still can't wear a mask because there might be people around you that aren't vaccinated. In my opinion, fuck them. Who gives it? You know, at this point, we're not fuck them, but just who gives a shit? Obviously, they don't care. So like, you know, because like there's people and I'm not, and you might say, Dean, that's heartless. Fuck them. I'm not saying fuck them. Like, hey, like they hope they die, but it's just fuck it. Like they don't want it. You know, like, for example, like my dad and brother, they don't want it. Okay. I don't really think there's a way to convince them. And it's like, we're not forcing people to take the vaccine. We're not forcing the vaccine cards or vaccine passports. That's not happening. So fuck it. Let's just, let's open this shit up. You know, if you're vulnerable or you're concerned, get the vaccine. It's as simple as that, man. So I don't know. I just think it's frustrating because... You know, especially here in California, I think there's some people that are still skeptical that the the majority of 2021 is going to be like how 2020 was and how 2021 has been up till now. And I feel like it's just fucking honestly unnecessary. And anyone that thinks that it is necessary, I think you're not fucking smart. And that's just my opinion. Like, honestly, like you must like fucking being scared and living your life scared and I'm sorry, man. I think that a majority of us are are sick of that shit. So, you know, before I just like just start going and ranting and ranting more about it, you know, I just feel I guess the take home message is, you know, I feel like COVID-19, everything has been trending down. These vaccines seem to be effective. And at this point, you know, if you're not going to want to take the vaccine, you know, I don't think everyone else should be punished that has take the vaccine. I'm ready to take my mask off. I'm ready to fucking have some beers actually inside a brewery, go to a movie theater, or even just go to a packed baseball stadium. Speaking of, where are all those dead and people from that went to the Texas Rangers opening day baseball game and all the huge spikes in COVID-19? And remember when when Joe Biden sends that t- the the state of Texas where we're doing Neanderthal thinking by removing the required mask mandates at the beginning of March. Well, you know, I didn't see any fucking spike in COVID COVID numbers. I don't see this a uh, big mass of dead people from COVID in Texas and Florida. So, well, here we go. See, I'm in the middle of just like fucking talking more and more about it. And I'm just going to stop. So <laughs> until next time, I have been your host, Dean Ryan. As always, I appreciate everyone that takes the time to download this podcast and to listen to this podcast. If you enjoyed what you listened to, be a friend, tell a friend. If not, I'm sorry for what you listened to, and uh, you can just pretend you never listened to this podcast. But until next time, this has been a Cali Green Monster show coming to you from the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Have a great one, guys. Peace.